This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Now that we're both home, it is so easy for us to just work 24-7 or, you know, as many waking hours as we are able to. And that is really, really bad. Hello, everyone. Happy Friday and welcome back to the Freelance Friday podcast. I'm your host, Latasha James, or The Latasha James, if you're looking for me on Instagram or Twitter. And today I'm talking about lockdown and quarantine, self-isolation, whatever it is that you're calling it or whatever it is that you're experiencing right now. But it's been about a month for me of official you know, staying home for the most part besides essential grocery getting, essential errands, things like that. And I wanted to talk about how I've been keeping the lights on in my business and staying productive. Because listen, I know that this is like not the most important thing in the world when it comes to what's going on with the current global situation. I understand people's health is way more important. So I didn't want to make this this episode too soon in, but I do think it is important. I saw one of my friends posted the other day, like for those people who are actually working from home, how are you guys actually getting anything done? And I do think a lot of us are struggling with some of this. So wanted to share my thoughts on everything. So for me, and I think for a lot of you guys too, my biggest adjustment has been working with another person in the home. Maybe that is a spouse or children or even roommates. And, you know, as a full-time work-from-home freelancer, I'm very used to being by myself, at least during the day for the most part, unless I invite a friend over or unless I go out to a coffee shop or a co-working space or something like that. For the most part, you know, it's me. I mean, my partner, he does sometimes work from home and he doesn't work like a super traditional job where it's, you know, eight to five on the dot. Sometimes he'll come home earlier or he'll leave work later. So I was always a little bit used to having him around, but definitely not seven days a week, 24 hours a day. And so this has definitely been an adjustment. I think the biggest tip that I have for this is we are getting really good at communicating our schedules early and often. So definitely like on Sunday nights, we'll talk about what's coming up for the next week, what big projects we have going on, things going on. That way we can both kind of be on the same page about when we'll need to maybe have some quiet time, when we'll be able to use the main living space, when we'll be able to like go out and do fun things. By fun things, I mean for a walk or like to get the mail together. Um, So that definitely really helps. And then also daily, we do that as well. So when we wake up and have our coffee or whatever, the night before when we're eating dinner, we'll say, hey, what do you have planned tomorrow? Just to confirm. And I think that's super, super important. And for those of you guys who don't know, my boyfriend, he is a radio host and producer. So it's very interesting because we're not just to work from home 
office people. We also have like full on production studios that we're having to manage in production schedules. So I'll be honest, that is a little bit hard because when he's recording, he says it's fine if I talk and stuff, but like, I just feel like I want to be respectful and that this is his job, you know? So I pretty much go silent. I'm a little bit less concerned when I'm doing podcasts and stuff. If, if, you can hear a little bit of background noise because this isn't like my full-time job just doing this podcast. But like I said, for him, he's a little bit more professional than I am. So I try to be quiet. So that is a little bit of a struggle. Now, another thing that I I think is really important is to designate workspaces for each other, for, for yourselves, because I just feel like if we were working in the same room, I would be so distracted. I mean, I think it's a nice thing to be able to have time together. I don't want to make it sound like I hate every second because I don't. And that's exactly the problem though, is like, if I'm having too much fun, you know, sometimes I'll go out into the living room where his office space is, his desk is to make lunch or grab a cup of coffee or whatever. And I end up just wanting to talk to him for 20 minutes. It's like having the most distracting coworker ever. So it's a, again, it's a good thing. And I think it is important that we do look at it as that it really does help when you're like, wow, as terrible as this situation is. And I never want to be one of those people who are like, look at, you know, at the end of the day, we'll be grateful for this time. I think that's kind of a really privileged thing to say, to be honest, because there are people who are dying. I'm not grateful for this time, but I can see the silver lining on things and see that being able to spend so much time with my partner is a positive thing, you know? So yeah, we definitely have separate working spaces. I try to work in my office as much as I can. He works at his desk out in the main living space. And we try to kind of stay in those zones until the work day is done. Obviously, we'll have lunch together, we'll have breakfast together, whatever. But I try not to be all up in his grill and he tries not to be all up in mine. Now, another thing that we've been trying to do is actually separate our work and life. And this is hard enough when you're a freelancer, when you're a work from home person. But it's even harder when you both are because my typical routine back in the day, it used to be, I would basically start working whenever he left for work. So again, since he does have kind of a flexible schedule, some days that would be 8am, some days it would be 10am. It just kind of depended, but that was like my cue to get started. And then conversely, when he would come home, that was my cue to sort of, sort of start wrapping up for the day. He would usually text me when he was leaving. And so then I would like, you know, start wrapping up. Now that we're both home, it is so easy for us to just work 24 seven or, you know, as many waking hours as we are able to. And that is really, really bad. It's not good for relationships. It's not good for your work-life balance, not good for your mental health, none of that. So we've been trying to plan. I use dates in quotation marks because we haven't done like a full on something fancy or super romantic, but like nice dinner, you know, I'll make sure that at least a couple times a week we're making a dinner that we're really excited about. It's not just, you know, the boring, simple stuff. We try to make something that's kind of fun to cook together. Maybe it's a new recipe, something like that. We'll plan movie nights. We actually started doing movie nights before this stuff happened, but we try to do like a Friday night movie night or something like that. And every day, every most every day we try to go for a walk that is such a must and it's a really good time for us to just kind of like catch up and have some just chill time to talk to each other and get to know what's going on in each other's lives okay so another big adjustment for me and I think for a lot of you guys too is 
just feeling like I haven't been productive, you know, losing that sense of productivity, which is weird because my work really hasn't changed. If anything, I feel like I've been busier than ever, but at the same time, I just, I, I feel like it's, it feel like we're frozen in time, even though I'm still working. I feel like the rest of the world is kind of in such a weird place that, you know, I can't go out and do a speaking gig. I can't, go talk to a friend about what's going on in my life for better or for worse. And it just gives me this weird sense of like, I'm not accomplishing anything. And definitely for those of you who may have actually lost clients or lost jobs, I can only imagine that there is a lack of productivity that you're feeling. So I think the first thing that really helps is maintaining a schedule. It's simple to say, but it's hard to do. I know my sleep schedule has gotten really weird. And again, it's weird because nothing's really changed for me. Like I'm a homebody as it is. I work from home as it is, but for some reason I just want to stay up all night and sleep in all day. And I mean, I think it's just like my body's natural reaction to what's going on. We're dealing with a really big thing collectively and individually when it comes to our emotions and our mental health and stuff. So I've definitely been experiencing that. So I'm really trying to you know, force myself to still stay on a schedule, meaning I still wake up around the same time. I still eat lunch around the same time and I still power down my computer and close the door to my office around the same time every day. Now, with that said, I also think it's important to listen to your body, your mind, your soul, all of that stuff. And like I said, I mean, I think we're going through like a collective trauma really. And I am one of those people who can typically get by with six hours of sleep, five hours of sleep if I need to. And I lately have needed my eight to nine hours, maybe even 10. And I have to listen to myself. So if that means that I am sleeping in a little bit later, I'm allowing myself to do that, but I'm not allowing myself to sleep the day away. I think there's a difference between sleeping in until 8.30 or nine and sleeping in until noon, right? So yeah, definitely maintaining a schedule. And and lunches are super important for me, like taking time to actually sit down, have lunch, watch a fun YouTube video, or go sit outside and do and eat lunch on my balcony or whatever. I also have been finding some joy in being productive on things that aren't work. So maybe if you are out of work or you are struggling a little bit with your business, this might be something that could help you luckily or maybe unluckily for me I don't really know uh I think I think it's a good thing because it's been taking my mind off things but I recently moved so we still have a lot to do in our new apartment like we haven't really decorated we still have a couple things to unpack and so it's been nice because I I actually haven't been doing this but I was talking about it to Norris yesterday I was like I think what I'm going to do is for the weekends I'm going to set household goals for myself because working through the weekend isn't good either and more so than ever because I typically work on the weekends a little bit just on normal you know during normal times of the year but with this self-isolation stuff I feel like it's more important than ever to actually take your weekends off or at least mostly off because otherwise my days have just blended into one another like it is kind of scary I feel like every day is just Monday or something like that so I really want to actually take the weekends off but I'm the type of person who I just like I can't just like lay on the couch and watch tv all day that's just not my jam so I need to have a list to check off I need to have something that I feel is productive so I'm 
I'm going to start setting little household goals. You know, I'm going to have my office done in the next couple of weeks. I'm going to have all the pictures hung in the next couple of weeks, whatever it is. So I think that's going to really help me. And then there are also so many business tasks that you can do that don't rely on having clients. I think this is important, again, for those of us who may be struggling a little bit with finding clients, keeping clients, whatever the case, our, our day jobs. Uh, there are so many things that we can work on, like one big project that I have going on for myself is email sequences. I am working on getting all of my email automation set up, working on writing newsletters for, you know, as, as long, as far out as I can, hopefully the rest of the year in my spare time. That's just something that I always neglect. I don't know what it is, but it's, it always gets pushed to the bottom of the list. So I'm really trying to use this time to get some email automation set up. And for those of you who haven't heard me talk about it yet, I use MailerLite for my email automations. I really like it. You can also update your onboarding materials, your rate sheets, your proposal decks, any of that kind of stuff that is just good to have on hand, case studies. It's always a good idea to just update those things, make sure things are up to date. Testimonials are great to try to get during this time. I mean, a lot of people are at home and maybe a little bit bored, especially if you work in an industry that is impacted. I mean, use your best judgment, of course. I think you don't want to ask for a bunch of favors if you just found out your former client went out of business or something. But I do think a lot of people do have a lot of free time that it might be a good time to actually catch people and get a testimonial to use. You can also work on something like branding. So I got my new logo designed recently by G Creatives. She did a really great job. And that was not necessarily like a quarantine task for myself. It just sort of the stars aligned and it ended up being a really good idea because now I want to update all of my branding for like my YouTube banner or my website. I want to update my website a little bit, update all of my materials like my onboarding materials for coaching and things like that with my new logo. And you can also just do some fun new content. I am all about content creation right now. As a lot of you know, I just released a video content creation course, so that will be in the show notes if anyone's interested. It's like very entry level for anyone who just isn't really sure how to use video yet, but I've been really getting creative with my videos. Just today, I posted a little like working from home expectations versus reality video. I posted a snippet of a podcast on LinkedIn recently, and actually that LinkedIn video already got me two very high quality business leads from posting that video. So I have just been having a little bit more fun with content. These aren't things that I typically would post, but you know, I, again, I feel like people want to be entertained. People are on social media more. And if I have the tools to entertain people a little bit and have a little bit of fun by just creating something fun, you know, that, that can't hurt, right? Okay, number three, the third thing that I think a lot of us are struggling with is lack of connection. And again, I'm an introvert, so I'm not the type of person who talks on the phone to anybody every single day or anything like that. And luckily, I am isolated with my partner, so we do have each other. I mean, I really feel for you single folks out there who are isolated because I do think that would be hard even for me. But even still, even though... I'm an introvert. I have my partner here. I still am feeling a little bit uh, disconnected from the world. I think it's just the little things like bumping into somebody that you know at a coffee shop or the grocery store. Like I miss those things. I miss seeing the 
two friends that I have in the world, in the real world. So definitely get involved with virtual things. I mean, there is a virtual chat for everything nowadays. I just got tickets to the Create and Cultivate. I think it's called like Money Matters or something. I'll link it in the show notes as well. It's a virtual conference. It's pretty affordable. It's like 30 bucks. I luckily got a free code from Low Bosworth on Instagram. Totally random. I'm pretty sure that they're out by now, that they've been used up, but... Uh, you can see if you can find a, a free code from any of the speakers or presenters or whatever. I also recently participated in my own virtual happy hour with my friend Jean Clateau. I'm going to link the uh, replay to that in the show notes. He has an app called Urigi and it's a pretty cool app. And yeah, you can watch it if you sign up. It's free to rewatch the happy hour there, but you can sign up for things like that. I also have my membership, which I've talked about several times on this podcast and is always linked in the show notes, but we do two to three video calls per month either a masterclass or kind of a collaborative community type call. So I think just getting involved with things like that as much as you can or as much as you're comfortable. Let's not say as much as you can, because I also do believe in Zoom burnout. You know, I also believe in, in stretching yourself too thin. So whatever makes you happy, definitely get involved with things like that. Fourth thing that I'm struggling with a bit is information overload. <laughs> so there is just so much going on. There's so many opinions in the world. There's so many... Uh, so much bad information I'm seeing. So many, honestly, people that I'm disappointed in in my life who aren't following the rules, who are not social distancing, who are not isolating, not following the rules, and it's really stressing me out. <laughs> so I've been limiting my consumption. I've been limiting my news consumption. I watch The View every single day, which I wouldn't consider news news. It's like a talk show, but even that I've cut out. That is like my favorite thing to watch every single day, and I haven't watched it for like three weeks because even that, and I appreciate what they're doing, and I think they should keep reporting what's going on, but it's stressing me out. Like seeing the number of deaths every single day is stressing me out, and I live in like the third most affected area of the United States. So it is, it's tough here. A lot of people, and these aren't people that are faceless, you know, since it's hitting my community so hard. These are people that I know. Uh, unfortunately, you know, Norris's family lost somebody to the virus. I've had plenty of friends and, and people that I know get it and lose people. So it's, it's really hard to deal with, to be honest with you. I've also stopped checking social media in the morning, at least in the morning. I try not to really check social media very much at all anymore. Some of you may notice that I've been less, I've been posting a lot, but I've probably been engaging less and liking things less. So I apologize for that, but it's just something I've been doing for myself is again, like getting on and just seeing all of the opinions and all the different things going on and all the different news reports. It's just a lot for me. And I want to be clear that it's really important to be informed, but I think Think there's a difference between being informed and being obsessed. And for like the first week or two, I was obsessed. I would get up every single morning. I would get up in the middle of the night and check Twitter, like without even thinking about it. And I was like, oh my gosh, like this is getting really bad. And I've also been leaning into dumb stuff, <laughs> like things that typically I would not, uh, I guess, allow myself to do. I mean, I, I I don't want to say that, like I never allow myself to have fun or anything, but I'm always one of those people who are like, well, what's the important thing to do in the world right now? Like reality TV is dumb. I like it, but it's dumb. It's a dumb waste of my time. 
I have been leaning into relaxation, watching really stupid reality shows. You guys don't even want to know the shows that I'm obsessed with right now. They're so bad. And I don't care because they're escapism. And I know that I am following the rules. I know that I am doing every single thing possible that I can to protect myself and to protect my family. So I feel like consuming more news about it isn't really like there's not much else I can do. So if escapism is going to keep me sane and keep me being helpful to other people, then that's what I need right now. Also, just appreciate the little things. You know, I've been going for walks every day, like I said, and just seeing flowers blooming in my yard, seeing my view, actually opening the windows in my apartment every morning and just taking in the sun on my face and taking in the sunlight Uh, filling up my room like it's such a cheesy thing but it really makes you appreciate the world that we live in appreciating fresh food I mean the fact that we still are able to buy most of the things that we need like I said trying out new recipes and just really enjoying what I'm consuming and putting into my body and this is something that is blowing my mind, but I have a balcony and I've been trying to go on it as much as I can, at least a couple times a week. I have not seen one other person on their balcony. And I understand not everybody has a balcony, but most of us at least have a porch or a yard or a balcony or something. Use that outdoor space. It's not, at least where I'm from, it's, you're still allowed to go outside and it's blowing my mind. Like no one else is on their balcony. I'm like, what the heck? I mean, yeah, it's kind of cold. I mean, I live in Michigan, but we've had some 70 degree days and no one was on their balcony on that day. It's crazy. And lastly, I think another thing a lot of us are struggling with is just an overall feeling of helplessness. It's like overwhelming. And I guess this kind of has to do with information overload too, but it's just kind of like, this is such a big issue. And I mean, we've had other big issues in the world, don't get me wrong, but I mean, I think this is, I mean, this is a global thing. Like there's no escaping it. There's no, uh, there's nothing really we can do besides following the rules, or at least it feels that way. And I am very much type A, like I want to find a solution, fix things uh, as much as I can. I'm also very empathetic. So seeing other people in pain, seeing my community in pain, seeing the world in pain is really affecting me. And it's just a lot to deal with. And, And when you're feeling those things, it's hard to be productive in your own business because I mean, how am I supposed to like go on about my day and continue with my business when I know that there are people who are without a job, that there are people who are trying to figure out how they're going to pay their rent next month. There are people on the streets, homeless, without any type of personal protection or access to medical care. I mean, it's just overwhelming when I start to like peel back all the layers. So I am a big believer in paying things forward, donating if you can, if you are in a, a fortunate, a more fortunate situation. Situation, you know, using your dollars as you can. I mean, obviously, I'm still trying to spend wisely and not go crazy because who knows what's going to go on with the economy. But donating even just a couple dollars here and there really can help out people get access to things like masks and food for food banks and, you know, uh, small business relief funds, all kinds of things. So find your cause. For me, the places that I've been donating are the Kalamazoo Gospel Mission in Kalamazoo, Michigan, my hometown. It is a uh, mission for people experiencing homelessness and they've been buying things like hand sanitizer and face masks and food and stuff like that to 
you know, provide for their guests as well as their volunteers and their staff and also cast community social services. So that is a similar organization here in Detroit and they have been giving out masks and things like that to people experiencing homelessness, both great organizations. So I've been trying to donate to both of those. I'll link them in the show notes as well. If anyone feels particularly called to donate, but again, find your cause. I mean, that's my cause. Homelessness is an issue that's really, really close to my heart, but for you, maybe it's animals, maybe it's like pregnant people, single mothers and fathers, small businesses. I mean, there's a lot of, a lot of help that people need and a lot of different issues that you could really find to support. And it's like this thing, I don't know where I heard this, probably some YouTube channel, but all good deeds are not necessarily selfless, but that doesn't mean that they're still not a good deed. <laughs> so, you know, giving back, it it makes us feel good. And I think sometimes people are like, oh, well, they're just doing that for selfish reasons. You know, they're just donating or whatever, supporting because it makes them feel good. But that doesn't mean that it's still not a good thing to do. So if it makes you feel better to donate a few bucks and makes you feel like you're contributing somehow, it's still a good cause, right? I think there's obviously a difference between exploiting that and making yourself out to sound like you're saving the world or something, Um, but it can still feel good and be a good thing at the same time. I know not all of us are able to donate money. Uh, You can share things at the very least. I've been trying when I see those organizations that I mentioned, when they come across my Facebook feeds, I've been trying to at least share the posts saying what they need and what they're doing to just to generate more exposure for them. So that is a way to donate your time and your, you know, your social media feed space a little bit. And of course I have been trying to shop small when I can. So it's not always possible. There's been a couple things that I've kind of had to order on Amazon. I mean, I guess define had to, but it have just been the smarter choice to order on Amazon. But if it's something that's more of like a fun item that you're going to buy or something like that, try to just Google the company. You know, if you see it on Amazon, you can just Google the company name and most retailers have their own e-commerce websites that you can order from instead. I have also been doing most of my grocery shopping small using my neighborhood grocery store instead of going to Target or even Whole Foods, which is owned by Amazon now and is a bigger company than like my local mom and pop grocer. Same thing for any food that I've been eating out for the most part. We've been going to small businesses, small locally owned businesses. We haven't been eating out a ton just because I I want to really minimize any opportunity to infect someone or be infected and be in my car and have the potential of, you know, getting in a car accident and taking up medical care that should be used for somebody else and things like that. So I haven't been doing a lot of eating out, but when we do, uh, maybe it's Friday night and we're like, you know what, let's order a pizza. We've been ordering from a local pizza place instead of, you know, Pizza Hut or Papa John's or whatever the case may be. So I think that's it. Those are my big tips for feeling a little bit more productive in your business and in your life, I guess, during this very strange time that we're in. If you have any other tips, be sure to share them with me. I would love to repost them and just get some inspiration from you guys too. So go ahead and tweet me or hit me up on Instagram at the Latasha James. And with that, I will talk to you, not see you. I will talk to you in my next podcast. Thanks for listening. Okay, I get this question at least a few times a week. Latasha, which social media scheduling tool is your fave? 
And for a long time, I really didn't have one that I loved until I found Loomly. Loomly has a brilliant content calendar view, affordable pricing, and supports every major social media platform that I use for my clients. They also offer a free 15-day trial, which you can activate by clicking the affiliate link in the show notes. So if you try it out, be sure to let me know what you think of it, and I hope you enjoy it as much as I do. I'm Latasha James, and that's it for this episode of the Freelance Friday podcast. If you enjoyed the show, don't forget to review it on iTunes or share it with a friend. This podcast is all about community, so you can also go ahead and head over to the Facebook group. It's called the Freelance Friday Podcast Community, or follow me on social. My handle is the Latasha James across all platforms. I'd love to know what you thought of the episode, and like I said, feel free to share it with a friend, tag a friend, screenshot the episode, and tag a friend. It really helps us grow this community, and my goal is to help as many people through this collective community become better freelancers and more empowered freelancers. So that's it for the episode. I'll talk to you in the next one. It airs every single Friday. I'll talk to you again then.